This is nothing more than buying votes. Listen to what I have to say on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, my dear listeners. This is Dr. Johnny, and this is another episode of Pushback. I don't know how spiritual I'm going to be on this podcast because I have to be honest with you, um, I just sort of feel nauseous about this topic. And so part of this is probably just going to be getting some things off my chest. Uh, Hopefully you guys love me enough by now that you're going to be okay with that. Um, And I think it's important, however, that we talk about these current events that are happening. And something came down the pike this week um, that honestly just has ruffled my feathers. I just don't understand. And I, I do want to break it down for you. You know, so much of this podcast is really about education and, and I want to educate you, not that I'm an economist or understand the ins and outs of politics, but, um, I want to at least bring light to important topics that have to do with the election that has to do with our economy has to do with our national debt and finances. And something came down this week referencing Biden's uh, loan forgiveness plan. Now this is after, of course, this huge, um, uh, plan that's supposed to be some kind of inflationary reduction act, which is really more of a just way to implement some woke green uh, money into the economy as well, uh, which is just another whole topic for another day. But in the wake of that comes this loan forgiveness plan by President Biden. And I I say this is President Biden because this was an executive order. Uh, I want to be super clear because even we were confused as a family at first because we said, can he do this? Is this something that the president can just do? Or did Congress really pass it this quick? And it was approved through a Democratic Congress and Senate. And it kind of raised our eyebrows like I didn't know that that could happen that fast. Well, the answer is it didn't. It didn't happen that fast. Um, Biden, through an executive order, uh, passed, well, at least pushed through this uh, legislation for student loan handouts. It's going to use taxpayer money to pay up to $10,000 of student debt per borrower for those making less than $125,000 per year. Now, that might be you, and you might be thinking, hey, that sounds awesome. I could use a little debt reduction. I could use a little gift of $10,000 But I have to say that this is extremely reckless. Um, It's extremely wrong, if I can be so bold. And it's just simply buying votes. That's all this really is. Because when you really break it down, which I'm going to do over the next 25 minutes, is just break it down. It does not make any logical sense other than there will be a demographic that will be appreciative of this and will vote for Joe Biden. It's pretty much that simple. 
and it is not good for us and for our country, uh, this plan that he has brought forth, and I want to explain why. So this plan will also cancel up to $20,000 for Pell Grant recipients while extending the pause on federal student loan payments through the end of the year. This pause has been going on since the COVID pandemic, and he's extending that uh, through the end of the year as well. Now, the total cost of this loan handout will amount to estimated $500 billion. Now, that's an estimation. It could be a lot more. It most likely won't be less. The national federal student debt now tops at $1.6 trillion after ballooning for years, while the national debt, according to the Treasury Department, is currently at $30.7 trillion. It's a number that we as mere mortals can't put our mind around. There's an article by Greg Jarrett uh, through Fox News titled, Biden's student loan handout plan is a lawless power grab designed to buy uh, votes. I'm going to quote a few of those things uh, on this podcast here, uh, but I also just want to get into more of the personal aspect of this as well. He claims that President Joe Biden doesn't have the legal authority for wholesale cancellation of federal student loans. By executive fiat, he's violating both the Higher Education Act and the Federal Claims Collection Act that set strict limits on modifying or waiving loans. Blanket cancellation of debt is forbidden without congressional authorization. In attempting an end run around those laws, Biden's Justice Department claims he can forgive loans under the HEROES Act of 2003. Jarrett goes on to say that the DOJ apparently didn't bother to read the law. It applies to war, which doesn't exist right now. Even if they did, the president's authority to act unilaterally is limited to a payment pause or an interest waiver on loans, not abolishing them altogether. It's pretty black and white. I'm, I'm not an expert, not a law expert, a political expert, but it seems pretty black and white. He says Biden knows what he's doing is lawless. He previously admitted publicly that he didn't have the executive power to do it. Pelosi was correct when she declared that only an act of Congress can eradicate debt. This is because the legislature under our constitutional structure holds the power of the purse. My children just covered that in their civics class and homeschooling, that Congress controls the power of the purse, not the president. He doesn't have the authority to do this. Congress is invested, his Congress is vested with the exclusive authority to tax and spend. This includes assuming or disposing of debts, which encompasses the bearing of costs by the federal government. A president cannot spend money that is not appropriated by Congress. So obviously Congress doesn't have the votes to pass debt cancellation. So Biden is usurping its authority and laying waste to the separation of powers that is so fundamental to our Constitution. So it's possible that you could look at this and even say, well, the ends justify the means. What if this was Donald Trump? We'd probably say, well, he is doing what's right. Well, let's see if this is right. He goes on to say, this constitutes a dangerous pattern of authoritarianism by Biden. He was deliberately defying the law and the Constitution. You recall that he well exceeded his authority with his COVID mandates, his eviction moratoriums, his race-based farm program, and his moratorium on deportation. All of these were reversed by federal courts that declared Biden's actions lawless. 
Biden's power grab will be met with the inevitable legal challenges. The U.S. Supreme Court will likely be asked to resolve it, and I wouldn't be betting on Biden's chances. He set a modern presidential record for being slapped down by the high court. So why would he do that? Why would he bring these things up just to be slapped down by the Supreme Court? Well, there's an answer to that question. And it says it's obvious that Biden's debt amnesty plan is nothing more than a disgraceful and blatant attempt to buy votes with taxpayer money in advance of the upcoming midterm elections. So who pays for it? Where does this money come from? Does it solve any problems? Whenever a politician bows to the demands of the far-left progressive woke crowd, it'll backfire politically, guaranteed. That's what's happening here, and the groundswell of outrage is already building. <laughs> and it's true. It's palpable. It's palpable with this podcaster. It's palpable in family members. It's palpable in the media. You can feel the, the discomfort, even from the Democratic side, over this. It feels like it's not going to turn out well, my prediction is this will go before the Supreme Court and it will be struck down again. And so if you're counting on that $10,000, I would wait because I don't think that's going to happen. And I do think it's going to happen. What's going to happen is this will backfire on him politically. He can't just keep doing this. When his own side is starting to cringe, you know that something has gone wrong. And here's the part that there's other layers to this, of course. The people who are angry at Biden are the millions of responsible borrowers who faithfully paid off their loans. Those that chose not to go to college because they didn't want to incur debt. And taxpayers who will be forced to pay for this. I think that's almost everybody. Sec Education Secretary Bill Bennett has pointed out Biden's forgiveness gimmick disproportionately impacts minority groups that didn't go to college and favors high-income earners who are white. Bennett called it a terrible, idiotic idea. He's treating the symptoms, but not attacking the cause of our sick and broken down educational system that has seen college tuition skyrocket. So there's no doubt that there is a problem, and the problem is the cost of college education. That's the problem. But he goes on to say government is to blame for that too. Over the years, uh, the uh, uh, the spenders in Washington have flooded the marketplace with easy-to-get loans. Colleges and universities cheered, great, let's hike our tuition. The more money the government doles out, the more tuition prices went up. It's basic economics. My friends, this is black and white. And every time, you've heard me say this over and over again on this podcast, every time the government gets involved and tries to inject itself into the private sector, into our lives, period, it doesn't go well. It doesn't go well. He says, even if you cancel student debt now, it will quickly go back up to the current level and beyond in a couple of years. Biden is not solving the underlying problem of too much government money infusing the educational symptoms system. He's simply throwing more taxpayer money at it. It's an endless and insane cycle. And that's why I feel nauseous. I literally feel like like horrible about this. I mean, there's some things that are just political views and political stances. And I see it this way and you see it this way. This just feels wrong. 
wrong because it's a whole lot of money in, from a country that's already so in debt. Maureen Mackey wrote an article just getting responses from reactions from moms, dads, and students. And I thought they were interesting. Let me just share a few of these because I bet you one of these will line up maybe with you. Americans share reactions to student loan handout idea. Infuriating is an understatement. In response to the Biden administration's student loan handout plan announced last week, one person told uh, Fox News Digital, it's a no-win situation for parents. My wife and I paid off our son's $160,000 in student loans because of the high interest rates, because we did not want him to suffer with loan debts. He is now in medical school, which is going to cost approximately $250,000 in loans. This Biden college payback is not fair to the parents who have already paid off their children's loans. Judge Phil Ginn of the Southern Evangelical Seminary in Charlotte, North Carolina, says that the student loan forgiveness is simply wrong on so many levels. First, it's wrong because the methodology used to facilitate the process is both illegal and unethical abuse of his executive power. Oh, yeah, there's that. But it does nothing to solve the problem of the runaway costs of education. It's wrong because it does nothing to solve the problem of the abuse of power within universities and administrations. It is wrong because it causes even the poorest among us to pay for the excesses of the few, even if, oh, uh, here we go, promulgated under the banner of education. I like this one. Just paid off my loans in June, wrote one commentator, all by myself. Took me 18 years of on-time payments with a lump sum at the end. I was happy to pay off the loan that I took out and understand the terms and understood the terms and conditions. My debt, my problem. I love that. Even my daughter, who probably would benefit from this, said, I understood what I was doing when I took out the money. I knew what I was doing. It's my loan. Attempt to buy votes, wrote another commentator in response to um, the article, there's absolutely no question that Joe Biden is attempting to buy votes. His loan forgiveness does nothing to address the cost of higher education. Future generations will face the same situation. The plan actually says, vote for me, and you won't need to be a responsible adult. <laughs> That's a little harder hitting. Young people shouldn't take on more debt than they can handle, wrote this commentator. In 1974, I left college with a big loan and took me 15 years to pay it back. Irate is an understatement, he added. The government was generous in giving me deferments when I needed them, which happened three times while I was out of work. But the payments continued to the end, and while it was a burden hanging over my head, I was also proud to pay off my debts. He said further, my opinion is that young people shouldn't take on more debt than they can handle. I didn't seek out colleges that I knew I couldn't afford without bankrupting myself. Said another one, I repaid my loan after graduating in engineering and then my wife and I did without and took on a second mortgage to repay our son's loan for a STEM degree. The dad went on, I'm now retired and owns a successful business uh, he built for himself through hard work, not expecting others to bail us out for bad choices and laziness or to expect a reward for our success. Today's borrowers should do the same. America has become a nation of freeloading off someone else's money. 
and needs to stop now, not be aided and abetted by our own government. Another one says, join the military. (laughs) If kids want free college, join the military, noted one person who shared a comment on Fox News Digital. If the government wants to do something about college debt, simply cut interest rates on student loans and bring down the cost of education, the person also wrote which also speaks to the flooding of money that goes into these educational facilities, educational institutions that are just sitting back and collecting it. One person responded very simply, I want my mortgage forgiven, which is not a small point because at what point does it end? At what point do the handouts end? It ends with complete socialism. Where everything is quote unquote free, but we pay 75% in taxes because the government can do it better than we can. My friends, it's a losing proposition. It always is, it always has, and it always will be. It doesn't mean that the people in government are all idiots. It doesn't mean that they don't understand what they're doing, but the, clearly this is politicizing this topic because it doesn't solve any problems. In fact, it makes it much worse. One person wrote, everyone loves Santa Claus. I think Santa Claus wouldn't have to buy votes. I think he would just win. I'm confident in that. Santa Claus would just win. He has a good track record of giving out a lot of gifts. (laughs) So they've been pressing the White House all week How is this going to get paid for? But see, the problem with that question is is it doesn't matter to them. It's not an issue of finances. It's an issue of votes. It's the same reason why refugees are flooding over the border and why things are opening up for illegal immigrants. It's because someday, well, maybe even now, they're going to be voters. This is what it's all about. Make no mistake. I want to be super clear in transferring this information to you. I couldn't be more convinced that this is all about buying votes. And forgive me, no pun intended, if you are one of those people that may be getting this $10,000. I don't think that you will be because it's not legal. But forgive me for saying it's a mistake. It's not right. It's just simply wrong. Well, the White House has come out, I believe, even just today and said, well, it's going to easily be paid because of the decrease in the deficit, which is one of the most laughable responses I believe that they could have come up with. Because they asked them point blank, is this going to be an increase in taxes that paid for this? How, where is this $500 billion coming from? And they said, oh, it'll easily be covered by the decrease in the deficit. And what they're referring to, if you can even believe this, I almost can't even say it. There was an appropriated amount of money that was going to be um, earmarked for for the pandemic. And now that things have calmed down in the pandemic, they aren't going to use the money for that. And so now they see it as Santa Claus. (laughs) We have all of this money. What are we going to do with it? 
That's not a decrease in the deficit. That's just not spending as much as you did last year during a world crisis. Can you, I can't even get my mind around it. I'm so flustered by this whole thing. Somebody wrote the analogy is a family going into debt for a $100,000 medical emergency and the next year buying a $50,000 sports car and claiming that it's free because they are no longer spending the $100,000 per year on the medical emergency. That's exactly what this is. And that's exactly how insane this is. So my friends, I just want to be very clear. I'm not really quoting the Bible. I'm not, but I want to convey information to you. So once again, that we know how to engage people that say, what's the big deal? I'm all for less debt. It's not less debt. We are going to be paying for this. In fact, the Wharton College of Business did an evaluation on Joe's, President Biden's plan. And they think that if it costs $350 billion, which is very, 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 very conservative, it's going to cost each taxpayer over $2,000. So let's say it's going to be double that. That's probably reasonable. Now we're up to $4,000 per taxpayer. $4,000. You're getting a $10,000 forgiveness in your loan, but it's going to cost you $4,000. And there's a huge irony in this because... It's the college students that are going to be the higher wage earners, which are going to have to pay more taxes. (laughs) So my friends, this is a insane cycle, as they put it, and nothing more than buying votes. That's all this is. There's no other way to, there's no other way to try to interpret what is going on here. DeSantis down in Florida is famously quoted to say this week, it's unfair to force a truck driver to pay a loan for someone who got a PhD in gender studies. (laughs) But isn't that what this is? What is going on? It's income redistribution. It's socialism. And it's buying votes. My heart in this podcast is just not to be political And I hope you know that. And so forgive me for going in that extreme direction this time. But this one just feels wrong on so many levels. Because it's not even helping the ones that it's designed to help. And it's hurting everybody. That feels wrong. That feels like a poor political booth. So I hope my prediction is true that this just gets knocked down by the court and this never moves forward. And I also hope my prediction is true that this backfires politically so that this does not become a cycle of vote buying. I don't think the Democratic Party has has the um, has the corner on vote buying. I'm sure there's equal opportunity for both parties. But I also want to be clear. That's what this is about. So my friends, thank you for hearing me out. I'd love to hear your feedback on this one. You can go to pushbackculture.org, pushbackculture.org and leave me a message. You can vent to me as well if you need to about your perspective on this as well. So thank you so much for listening. And until next week, let's go together now to set and shape the culture.